Hi, my name is Sarah Jane and I'm a holistic energy practitioner. I work with women who want to find their identity and passion in life through releasing blocked emotions using my arsenal of tools and skills. In my podcast, Mama's Gone Woo Woo, I will be chatting to women all over the world who have discovered their spiritual gifts and the comical side of woo. Join me every week for an exciting insight into spirituality and reach me at www.sj-lewis.com and book a free cuppa and chat session to learn how I can help you. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to our latest episode on Mama's Gone Woo Woo. Today I have the most fabulous lady on the show, Gemma Brooks, who is a psychic medium who has natural abilities stemming all the way back to her childhood. She hosts her own shows with audiences and is actually read for a few celebrities. Can't wait to find out about that. She's also a spiritual reconnection coach, teaching women how to reconnect with their soul's contract, as well as teaching them how to connect with spirit. So she's a very busy mum, as you can imagine, with two starseed children, uh, three-year-old twins, Ace and Atlas. Oh, gorgeous names. Hello and welcome, Gemma. Hi. <laughs> oh my God, you sound so awesome. I can't wait to get to see you. So firstly, where are you in the world? So I'm in Nottingham. Oh, oh, I've been to Nottingham. <laughs> it's nice there. Oh, it's all right. do, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be grateful. <laughs> Everybody says that until they go somewhere else, and they're like, oh, I quite like home. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, I'd rather be in a nice, hot, sunny country right now, but you know. <laughs> I know. I, but we had that spell of weather a few weeks back, and to be honest, I was like, that's put me off a sunny holiday completely. Honestly, I was just, but I was in a tent in Devon for a week. Oh. So it's <laughs> no, like torture. No yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. wouldn't be so bad. So tell us more about your abilities. You said you have or been psychic medium or you've had some sort of connection since you were a child. Yeah, so I think I was around the age of seven when it first came to light. So um I I mean, looking back, we probably should have known it was going to happen anyway, because I was learning to, well, I learned to read when I was like four. I was really, really young when I learned how to read and I I lived in books. And I don't remember quite how I came across it, but I just like developed this fascination for star signs, astrology. So any books that I wanted were all around that at such a young age. Mm. Um, Yeah, and then what happened was, Um, my mum's granddad so it was my great granddad who I wasn't you know very close to um, happened to um, pass over with cancer um, and I was staying at my dad's that weekend and when I came home you know my mum opened the door you can imagine she's really upset you know Jan your granddad's passed away and looking back it must have been such a comical moment but I sort of just stood there and was like right okay like really not at all because as she was talking to me I could like literally see him behind her and I was like is this a joke <laughs> I really don't know what this is but all right mom I'm gonna go upstairs now oh, wow. and she, yeah, like she was really devastated I didn't really take it in what she was saying and anyway that night I went to sleep and 
not only did that granddad come through, but another great granddad who had passed like the year before also came. And you know what granddads are like? They always have their own granddad chair, don't they? That they sit in in the living room with their paper here and their pipe or whatever it is in the, on the other arm. And that's exactly how they came through. And I remember my eyes being wide open, just like looking up, like I didn't say a word. I watched them have a conversation between themselves um, and it was it was the craziest experience. And then they turned to me and they started to talk to me. And what they actually passed on was kind of things that at the time being a child would make no sense. But the next morning when I relayed it all to my mom, um, she was absolutely gobsmacked. Like she oh, wow. was so in awe of it. Um, she was so happy because she was going through a really bad time anyway, personally, which I knew nothing about. Um, and it kind of gave her some comfort and reassurance about the other things as well oh wow really? I've got goosebumps as you say that and it reminds me when my granddad passed yeah the night that he passed I, I wasn't aware and I was packing to go away to Newquay and I picked up this little teddy that I'd had that he'd given me the day I was born it's a little pink koala and for some reason like a 20 something year old I picked it up and went I'll take that to Newquay with me and gave it a kiss and put it in my bag oh. and I was just like Afterwards, a bit, bit freaked out as why I'd done that, but I think that was roughly the moment of the past. But also, similar to you, he visited me, and I remember having this such a vivid dream that when I woke up, I knew that I'd hugged him, I knew that I'd seen him, felt him, and it was just so real. So now I realise you dismiss it at the time, don't you? You think, oh, yeah. it's just a dream. It's like everybody sees this, but now yeah. I'm like, no, like you definitely exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. So, this is amazing. So where did this lead to? Because obviously, like being a young girl, saying that you yeah. spirits, or maybe not even the way you were doing it, what happened? So what happened was, um, bless her, my mum is one of these mums who um when her child's doing something amazing, she wants to tell the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was and I, I've asked her about this since I've asked her mum what was I like as a kid she said she was just really quiet you were happy really quiet you know quite shy I know why I was now because she was telling everybody about this no she rang, yeah she rang my nan like mom mom can you believe Jem saw granddad then she's telling the neighbor then she's telling this but and so it really that like, I didn't like the attention I really didn't like it. So I still had the gift, but I kind of didn't mention it again. And I shut it down and I didn't want the, the attention that came with it and the questions and, oh, can you see this? And oh, I just, mm. I'm really young. I just straight away did not like the spotlight at all. Mm. Um, and I actually think that's probably where, because I developed like a huge phobia of public speaking. Oh, okay. And I think that kind of ties in with that period in my life as well. So I kept it quiet, still saw things. Um, yeah, I kept it to myself and then grew up, um, had every single job you can imagine. I must have gone through like 10 jobs in four years. Different <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Like I could never hold down a job. I walked out of every single job I'd ever had, had no care for it, no purpose. Um Got to sort of like teens, went through the first relationship as you do, the really bad one. And then 
everything around me was quite toxic and I kind of went through what we would call like a spiritual transformation where you kind of just come out of your shell and think this world and this life isn't for me and I need to do something now you know if you can find it so easy to sort of say what am I even here for like would I even miss this if I wasn't you know it was a bit like that I know what you mean yeah and then I got to the age of 24 and so on my dad's side of the family they're all spiritual like really I mean sitting around the dinner table on Sunday that's all we would ever talk about so like my auntie my dad's uh, sister she's a medium down in London um, and she does other things like she's a Reiki master all this stuff and my great grandma that I never met um, she did it all too she read tea leaves she did table knocking like all of it um, so it's just like you feel completely at home when I'm at my dad's side because <laughs> I'm like yeah sit, sit here and talk about what we've been you know seeing lately and um, me and my dad decided we were going to start visiting spiritualist churches um, a day in the week because I, I saw it as just a nice thing for us to do so we had some more time together mm-hmm. and we got really into it and I remember like the the lady who ran the church would always say every week to me you should be up there. You need to be on this stage doing this. And I was like, no, 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 no. She was like, you know that you can though, don't you? And I was like, shut up, shut up. Don't want to know what to be Because <laughs> then people are looking at you. I just did not like that. Um, but she suggested joining their circle. So we did that for a few years and absolutely loved it. Um, and then that's just where, so I was running my own business as a beautician in a salon. And that's where the idea for the psychic salon came from. So what happened was... Oh, my uh, word. That sounds amazing. (laughs) What happened was really unique. I wanted to get better really quickly. So Mm -hmm. I lived, breathed, slept readings. I would practice readings online with people in groups um, where they would, like, post a photo of someone who had crossed over and you just connect and give information. And I was just doing it all the time. So I started to do it at the salon. So it just started from there. So then it was a psychic salon. So that's where I was for a few years. And then it's just escalated since then. So, so people, people coming in to have their hair done and treatments and you were doing readings. Yeah. And then they then people would just book for readings then. So it was like I was doing less and less beauty and more of the readings. And it just, honestly, people were traveling from like all over to come and have a reading. It was wow. crazy. Wow. That is phenomenal. So, uh, I mean you must have been just so comforting for people I mean because that's what people are looking for aren't they they're looking for healing they're looking for comfort reassurance um so any any stories from there that that you can share with us any readings that stand out to you oh god there's been loads over the years absolutely loads um I think probably like the funniest times have been when I'm not meaning to connect um, so away from a reading setting. Um, so there was one time when I, so I used to go to the sunbed like years ago. I'm so naughty. I went to the sunbed. <laughs> We've all it done was, it. <laughs> <laughs> it was not long after um, my friend's stepdad had passed away um, and he knew me, um, but hadn't seen him in years before he passed. Um, so <laughs> I'm stood in the sunbed. You can imagine it's a stand up one. <laughs> naked holding on to the straps <laughs> and there's they play music sometimes through them as well to sort of keep you busy and I always remember the song it was by a lady called Lutricia McNeil and it was called Stranded mm-hmm. okay 
and the lyrics really stood out. So I'm listening to these lyrics and I'm just stood there and all of a sudden his face comes and I'm like, no, not now, not now. Like I'm in the sunbed. <laughs> through, um, and he passed on a message that he wanted me to give to his wife. Um, oh. And it was so sweet, but he came through and then he stopped, he said, he was given his message and he was like, please let her know I'm okay if she wants to move on, okay? So she'd moved like countries, she'd moved to Tenerife, all this stuff. She was wanting a new life, but she felt guilty about meeting someone. So he kind of was giving this message and then he stopped in his tracks and he went, listen. I was like, oh. <laughs> and he wanted me to listen to the song lyrics. Okay. Just, and the lyrics, I can't remember them now, but they were talking about um, how still I'll still be with you, like go to, you know. Oh my God, it was in real. So when I come out the sunbed, because my friend who's, stepdaughter it was came out the other one walked out and my face just you know I'd just been in a sunbed and I must look really really pale <laughs> she said what is the matter with you I said you're not gonna believe me she says tell me tell me she says I've just seen Graham and she was like what I says you need to get your mum on the phone now that like, he's just harassed me while I'm in the sunbed <laughs> <laughs> and you need to also let him know let your mum to tell him about don't do that again <laughs> never had it in such a like intimate moment <laughs> so I was like of all the places in the sunbed but yeah absolutely crazy but um it's funny because everybody you know you tend to meet a lot of mediums who will say you know it comes in the family somewhere a lot of people have had somewhere it's not that it has to it's that it's easier for it to work out that way because it's so welcomed in your family and so acknowledged and you're open, it makes it easier to connect. Mm -hmm. So like me, with my boys, one of my boys can connect to spirit too. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I have a lot of funny stories with him really because he's only, well, they're nearly four now, but his gift came to light when he was like two and mm. talking, started talking. So his name is... um. His name is Ace. So we've got Ace Natlas. And with Ace, um, what happened was he made it pretty clear he had um he had uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Um communications. Okay. Um he's making it pretty clear that he could connect. So we were like walking around the graveyard once because my partner wanted to leave some flowers for his um nanny who had uh, passed. Mm -hmm. As I'm holding his hand, he's like looking towards um the gravestones and as he's looking he's going no and then he's looking again he's going no 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 getting really spooked out so I was like I knew it but I thought it was going to be the other one mm. <laughs> oh wow it. oh okay it surprised me and then what happened was so a few of the things he's done since so we went to visit my sister-in-law um, who'd had a baby my niece and he says he needed to go for a wee as little boys do okay Ace, go take yourself for a wee he came back he walked in it was the most and he went Krista she said yeah he says there's a lady in your bath and she went what she was so spooked out I burst out laughing because for me it's like the best part of this is for those around, as much as you bring comfort to, you know, to strangers, absolutely as well. I would never do this with somebody I didn't know. Yeah. For those that you know, oh my God, use it to your advantage. <laughs> Spook them out. <laughs> I've been through this since I was a kid. It is worth it. <laughs> the way he walked, sat down. 
down and just went, there's a lady in your bath. And then he turned around because she was so scared. And he said, her name's Alice. <laughs> did did you I, know her? No, we don't know anybody called Alice. So oh, my word. It was such a moment that I just, I wished I had it on camera. Her face was such a sight. And then he did it to another friend who we went to visit. <laughs> and we sat in her house and we're having our cup of tea, chatting. The boys are just playing their iPads. And out of nowhere, her name's Stacey. He says, Stacey, he says, why is Leo at your house? Again, we don't know anybody called Leo. We've never met anybody. I even checked with the nursery. This is how I needed to know who this was. Yeah. They, there's no kids here called Leo. She said, what do you mean? He says, Leo. And then she went, well, well where is he? Getting a bit spooked out at this point. Well, he pointed at the ceiling. <gasps> and he, he went, he's walking on the ceiling. Oh, my word. Oh, my God. <laughs> sense it was just like that you know the kid that says I see dead people, dead people. <laughs> was that moment and oh he's a, he's unreal but he's kind of like I was so you know if you try and push him or question him with it he yeah. shuts down he won't tell you a single thing he needs to just come like, out of it himself yeah. so yeah, he's, what does this look like for you what, when you say you see them do you just see them in your mind's eye or do you actually physically see them external like as if they're in the room with you so I would say nine times out of 10, it's in the third eye. Mm -hmm. um, but there is the odd occasions where it's in person and I still get spooked out. I do. It still happens to me because, I mean, I might have had it all my life, but, you know, I'm still one of those people. I won't let my legs hang out of the bed at night time. <laughs> there is there wrapped up in the blanket. I'm not taking no chances. <laughs> I'm one of those people who, as much as I know, you can connect with spirit because I can do it. So I know there's there's proof for me. If there is something where I haven't seen or felt or heard the proof of it, then I'm a skeptic too, you know? So, you know, it's well, somebody, interesting. Well, somebody could come to me and tell me all about demons and being possessed. And I'll be like, really? Like, unless I've seen it, I'm going to doubt it. Yeah. Um, miss it. You know, I'm really open-minded, but you know, I do feel like it, it, it's healthy to sort of be that way. So for me, um, more often than not, I see it in the third eye. But yeah, other things can still spook me out. Like I'm very clairaudient as well. And that was always my way growing up too, mostly. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I hear things and I think to myself, oh, no. <laughs> not now. I don't want to hear this right now. <laughs> so I have the moments too. <laughs> oh my word I absolutely love it it's absolutely fascinating to hear kind of what it's like kind of in real life and for your kids to experience it as well yeah. and not to feel like ashamed of it or weird about it I mean that's phenomenal and I think yeah. we are going to have this generation of children I've mentioned this a few times where they're just more switched on they're just more connected 100% my daughter like you when you were a little girl she's into her um uh, astrology so she'll she'll read up on it loads so I'm, as you were saying that I was thinking right Christmas presents books yes. tarot cards something just to kind of her to dabble in and just find out a little bit more and my son he's very um sensitive emotionally intelligent so very switched yeah. on that way so I love it so I do think there is this wave of children that if you're aware you can just bring out the most of them rather yeah. than trying to shut it down or trying to get them to fit in with everybody that's what it's all about because for me 
you know, growing up, I remember my, so my last employed job was um, an office job and I left there when I was 25, no, 24. It, it all happened when I was 24, you see. Um, and what happened was, I remember, I just remember, so I had a big group. I was like the motivator of, you know, the team, really. Everybody always came to me to keep them going. Um, and I always felt accepted. But then I remember somebody um, having a newspaper and I wanted to see the horoscopes at the back. Mm. Nobody knew I could do what I could do at this point. I hadn't shared that. I wouldn't just share that with anybody. Um, and I went to read the horoscope and I remember a guy who was part of my group, you know, we all got along, sort of really um, ridiculing the horoscopes. Like, How can anybody believe that? What a load of rubbish. Da, da, da. And I remember thinking, wow, like, there's no way I'm telling you guys yeah. about my... And instantly it kind of puts a bit of a guard up. So you you can almost like disconnect with that side of yourself. And the good thing is that with kids today, they're not going to have to go. Like I'm a reconnection coach. I help women get back to this, that your core soul, yourself, that like you need to refine this person you were that's been um, blocked and almost ruined because of society and other people's perceptions. And it just feels like it's amazing to know that so many kids won't ever need that. They won't need to reconnect. They will stay connected. Especially if they have parents like us that can yeah. harness it and just let them explore it without that ridicule, for sure. I mean, for, for me, for example, I mean, I know I have this ability in various different forms, but there's still those layers of, oh, is it is it true? Is it just me? Am I just a little bit nuts? Like, and it's just that fear is there still. And um, I do, when I've done readings, because I love the tarot cards, which has only just happened in the last few months, I had this meditation and I said, I really want to be able to channel messages, not really knowing how that would happen. And within that evening, I went and picked up my tarot cards, just started having a plate, never touched them in like two years that I'd purchased them, didn't really like feel connected to them. Yeah. And then I just started doing reading after reading. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like just, oh, absolutely love it. But still I have this little bit of like, oh, it's not yeah. me, you know, a little bit of doubt. So yeah, I think yeah. it's a process, isn't it? It's normal. It's normal. I mean, you just reminded me like back when I first started to go to the spiritualist church, when I joined the circles, I knew, see, I've always said that if you've got that curiosity um, and that urge, you know, if you're somebody who goes for readings all the time or likes double cards or goes on the ghost hunts or whatever it is, you know, when you're drawn to these type of things, it's spirit's way of sort of like pushing you, like come yeah. on, little nudge, go do it. And for me, when I was joining the spiritualist church, there was things that they would talk about and I'd be like, oh, really like it really just didn't resonate with me because it was kind of a one-size-fits-all type of place mm -hmm. um and I don't agree with that I think everybody learns differently I definitely did at school you know compared to like the person I was sat next to so yeah. everyone's a bit different so I always remember we did this um task and this meditation where we were to connect with our spirit guide and at this point I was like spirit guide spirit guide whatever like didn't really believe in it <laughs> <laughs> and I remember this is gonna sound really crazy so I met my spirit guide and he really is genuine like I do believe now like I have more yeah yeah <laughs> and he is my main guide so if you imagine the image of Jesus Christ okay <laughs> long hair yeah like the facial hair the kind of build um 
the long cloak except he he had pure white hair so he wasn't he wasn't Jesus yes. but he looked like him and I always remember the white cloak and he had it had this big red cross like mm-hmm. across the middle of it I've ne- you know to this day I've still never really delved deep into looking into it and I need to give it some time mm-hmm. um and then in the meditations, I've got him here and I've got the image. I'm thinking, wow, like he looks powerful. He looks like he means business. Like, what is he going to like do with me? What's he going to help me with? And then I always remember my mentor and saying, now ask your guide their name. Okay, what is your name? Do you know what I heard back? I heard Bob. <laughs> Mark. Mark. <laughs> Mark. Mark, you can't look like that and be called Mark. I was so offended. <laughs> I was so offended. Like, really? Like, I've got a guide who looks incredible. Why are you going to be called Mark? I've got to tell people my guide is called Mark. And <laughs> still to this day, when I teach my students about guides, we always laugh about this story because they'll connect with their guides. And honestly, nearly all of them, they have the most amazing names. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh, mine's called Mark. You know, like Mark <laughs> Dad's <Bob. laughs> The only thing I've got for me is that he looks like Jesus. So I'll just... <laughs> Your spiritual church story reminded me actually, I I went with my mum a few times because we were quite into it at the time and I had a few experiences which put me off and one was, I wasn't, I didn't know, I'm clever but I don't, um, I'm putting myself down there, I shouldn't put myself down. (laughs) Um, So basically we had to go around this circle and we had to kind of say what did we see, what colours, any names. Now I didn't well, I wasn't aware of the connotations of this name. So when they came to me, this is what I heard. And they said, what did you hear? I said, Lucifer. And they all looked at me and I was just like, and all I could feel was just laughter behind me. And I was like, it's my granddad just taking the piss. Like, you know, oh, I was like freak him out. Like <laughs> it wasn't him, but it was just like somebody just taking the mickey. And there was another chap there. He spoke to me afterwards and he said, oh, I can see what you were thinking about or I can see something about you. And my mum stood there and he was like, I can just see lots of grass. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like gardening. Think at the back of my head, like, I'm a complete pothead and I spend most of the time stoned <laughs> and I know what you mean, but my mum doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, intimidating. I know what you mean, though. That's probably where you've got this little bit of, like, imposter syndrome or this fear. Almost probably, yeah. They've just made you feel like really silly about it. Oh no, so, definitely my granddad just like taking the mic. <laughs> just like, right, this will just put the <laughs> spanner in the back. That's amazing. Oh, I, I love it. And you were saying about your spirit guide. Um, I saw mine. I woke up one morning, I, I go to bed, bit of a princess with like an eye mask on just to kind of keep the dark, the light out. And I looked out for some reason, looked to the side of my bed, and there was a man at the side of the bed, but not in my bedroom but in my bedroom, like yeah. looking into something else. Yeah. Clear as day. It was like the, just the most confident, like the biggest confirmation that I did have a spirit guide and I could see, and it was just amazing, but I've not seen him since. I know he's here, um, yeah. but it's these little snippets, these little drops. And then you kind of go, Oh, that's amazing. And then you go, 
oh did I really see it and then you go oh my god that was amazing oh no did I really see it see roller coaster of like doubt Um, but I love it so what's your views on kind of where they are this alternate world realms what what's your interpretation of where they go because I know that's quite a popular question yeah and I think a lot of people have different um ideas about it all too so from what I've gathered from spirit when I've spoke to them is that there is heaven um it is up there in the universe um basically when spirit crossover they have the chance to either um come back and learn some more lessons in a new life um or they can go up there and and have new jobs as guides and you know and all the other things and they can have different roles and I do feel that you know when we um lose people at a young age um on the earth plane I often do feel that it's because they've learned their lessons really quickly oh Um, no they may have been here a few times already Mm -hmm. uh, and may have come back in this life with only one last lesson to learn and when they've achieved that then off they go and that's why um I do feel there's so many old souls on the earth as we call them yeah you know I, I make a running joke with my mum because she she's got very like short temper um she, she loses it really easy especially like road rage <laughs> I'm like the, I'm like the black sheep really I'm such a calm person and my family are a bit crazy <laughs> and I always say to her when she when you know when the road rage kicks in I say to her you're coming back you are <laughs> you are coming back you've got to learn some patience <laughs> I know you say that I think that's true I think we obviously forget when we're born and we kind of live these lives and we we, we don't realize we've got this connection or this purpose but so many people end up reliving like trauma yeah. and experiences don't they and they don't kind of kind of lift themselves out or don't gain that awareness so you can see why they come back yeah, I mean, a lot of people sort of don't, you know, if you would say to somebody, and I mean, it's, it's quite a broad question, really, but what is the meaning of life? Like, a lot of people be like, to be happy. Yeah, but how are you going to get that happiness? Like, I would say most people are at their happiest when they're making somebody else happy, yeah. or they're doing something that influences others, you know, in, in a different way. And, and that's probably what I would say with spirit, you know, some are here to to continue with their lessons like having a list and I do feel that often as well they have that chance to rectify things up there too I always like to imagine it as if you imagine that you're in a cinema private cinema screen and they get to watch like the big bits of their their journey in that life and sort of see where they went wrong and what could you have done differently and you know that just that moment of reflection yeah I do feel like they get that too um for when they come back down as well so if they you know want to try and in, in, incorporate that into the next life or you know and I do feel like that that's a big a big part of things as well a part of the healing journey of the soul too you know quite deep so what who do you think you were in previous lives oh gosh um there's there's been a few um there's been a few and I've looked them up after oh have you oh yeah um, so I did a meditation about a year ago um, and I really wasn't expecting it to work as well as it did. Mm. Um, I was in a deep sleep. I must have been gone for an hour and a half. Um, wasn't expecting it. And there was so much that came to light. So one being I was this lady, I can't remember her name now. I'll have to like get back to you on this. But it was I think it was like the Victorian times, if not a bit before that, and what happened was I remember I was in my body so I wasn't looking at me I, you know I was in my yeah. body 
and I was a female. I remember looking down, I had these little heel shoes on, my ankles and my feet were really swollen. Okay. I've got this big bouncy dress and I'm running for a corridor. Ooh. It's a mansion. It's huge. It's like this huge house and I'm crying. I always remember I could feel the tears and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I could hear names being said. I could hear um, a year being said, all these different things. Um, and when I looked all of these things up, that I'd like, these were like little snippets, you know, like just flashes of light, like a word and this and this, but I'm running, I'm running. And it turned out that the lady was like, I don't think it was a queen. I think it was a princess actually. And she was leaving a husband. Mm. Uh, which was completely frowned upon um you weren't supposed to give up on the family her her son the year that I saw was the year of her son's death um so that's the year I was in and she was running away so he just passed over in the bedroom oh. running away really upset she wanted to leave her husband it was all like coming down on her at the same time she actually passed quite young she was in her 30s um and I can't remember the um illness now there's a condition and it means that your feet um, and your ankles and they swell up and there's a lot of pain preeclampsia type thing but not maybe there's something similar um, something I think it was quite a common thing it's not oh, gas, yeah. it? something like that mm. um there was something that affected like the circulation around the feet and ankles as well and it's what she actually passed over with oh, so it's okay. like I was already getting it and she lived in this big house so she left her husband um and she had to leave everything behind um you really weren't supposed to do that back in these days I was reading all about it um and there was another life that was quite similar and basically the message that was running through like the few lives that I managed to connect with were that the women um lived in integrity so even though they weren't allowed necessarily to do the things that they were going to fight for you know stand their ground on um they did it anyway regardless of the repercussions so oh. there was like Another one who was like this great activist. Um, so yeah, there's like, there's been a few like that and they all have that same kind of message. And they're often that they're a messenger as well. So oh. they're a messenger. And I'm like, well, that is what I'm doing. I pass on messages. So you're you know? quite a strong lady throughout all your lives had some yeah. sort of strong purpose to help people. 100%. I mean, I, I, did, I did delve into another little life, but it kind of, it ended too soon. So I need to go back to this one, but I was a little boy in this one. Oh, oh no definitely I do think we're either one or the other aren't we we can come back male or female oh 100 oh yeah. no it's oh it's phenomenal so like if you were to give people tips on connection because I do think we all have some sort of ability I do think we get these moments of clarity I do think we get these moments of um intuition that we can quite easily dismiss as just a random thought but they are guidance they are kind of little inputted from spirit people around us trying to help us and guide us so what tips would you give to people just to kind of harness that a little bit more okay so with regards to when you hear something um and you're thinking to yourself is this just me making it up or is this coming from somewhere else um the three second rule number okay. one three second rule if it comes to you within three seconds it's it's meant for you it's not you it's not you thinking um anything past that it's like if I was to say to somebody you know give me a man's name like immediately like that if Mom. they're gonna yeah see so, <laughs> it's like you're thinking oh oh I don't know oh, oh I don't know. no that's you like you're thinking of something now but if that 
that name gets put in your mind within three seconds, that's what you need to stick with. Do not doubt yourself ever because I learned that lesson like back when I first started doing readings and even to, even still today, I will make the same mistake. And I think a lot of mediums do where you can hear something being said, but you don't pass it on because you think to yourself, well, you know, I'm providing a service and I've already given, you know, two names already. I shouldn't just keep saying names because then they're going to start to think I'm just saying names. Yeah. But then actually at the end, they say something to you after the reading, you think, and they say the name and you think, oh, why did I just say it? You know, I've done that um, so many times. So mm-hmm. never doubt yourself. If it's been put there randomly, yeah. go with it. Okay. And the other thing that I would say, which isn't talked about enough, which I think it should, should be, is um, calcification of the third eye. Um, the pineal gland take care of it like so many people don't know how to unblock it um and, sh- and strengthen it and use it just because it's there doesn't mean it works you know oh, um okay and, and this is the thing like we all have it open from childhood from birth because we're organic we're completely natural um but over the years like and i'm not just talking you know other people's perceptions and things like that getting in the way but even things such as diet mm. bad habits it does have an impact. It creates calcification of the pineal gland, which will affect um, your abilities, but you can completely cleanse it too. So loads of vitamin D, loads of sunlight, grounding, um, a few like diet tips, like avoiding fluoride where possible. Oh, okay. A completely fluoride free home. Like it's known for causing calcification. So completely cut that out if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like we won't even have um, like tap water because it contains it. So we'll have like spring water. Oh. It, it all makes such a big difference. Like everything that you touch. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people these days who are on medications now, um, anxiety, depression, all these types of things. They will, you know, create a bit of a barrier, but it doesn't mean that it's completely blocked. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you are someone who wants to connect or strengthen your abilities and you can't help but be on these medications, completely understandable, mm-hmm. maybe work on the other things like diet and because ex- the way we see it is the body mm-hmm. is like your working environment for this to work. So if you're taking care of all of this, that is only ever going to help with your third eye connection interesting interesting because I always get a little bit of a hang-up I mean I love a drink I love having a cold beer and a glass of wine and then I get like really like oh no I'm ruining my connection like they're gonna take me <laughs> off and, like I'm, I'm ruined I'm just delaying my progress so I yeah. assume, obviously just keep that in moderation as well I do it completely like I used to be just the same like I love a wine I love I love a Prosecco I love it all yeah. <laughs> a nice hot day you can't not have a cold little yeah. bit of yeah I've got three-year-old twins I need alcohol (laughs) (laughs) but like we say in moderation we all go through phases you know where we'll be a bit unhealthier but don't don't be surprised if when you're going through those phases you are feeling disconnected yes they completely tie in together you know get yourself back on track when you're ready and then watch it evolve it's like when I was younger and in the bad relationship and things like this my connection was rubbish rubbish Mm. because I wasn't giving it what it deserved and I wasn't giving me what I deserved. You know, if I'm in a toxic environment, well, well then so is this up here. So yeah, I guess it's like having bad Wi-Fi, isn't it? Your Wi-Fi box is out there and then you've got all these brick walls in the way and it's not quite getting the signal through. And you want to connect to Universe FM. That's what we say. Connect to Universe. Oh, I love that. Amazing. So, yeah. 
So you mentioned celebrities. Obviously, everyone would be dying to know who you've done readings for. Who's coming to your psychic salon or who have you met? Um, well, none of them have come into the salon, um, but I have met, let me think, Stephanie Davis. Steph mm. Davis, for anybody who watches Hollyoaks, um, oh, yeah. from Hollyoaks, she was fab. She was really nice, really lovely. Um, and funnily enough, I was supposed to go to her house in Liverpool um, the same weekend that Caroline Flack passed away. Oh, okay. And she was a good friend of Caroline Flack's. Mm. So what actually happened was, because I believe that if something doesn't work out, like I'm not going to push it, it's supposed to happen this way. The same weekend that all happened, there was a big storm. Mm -hmm. It was a year or two ago now. Um, there was a big storm and the travel for me to go down there, it was saying it was quite risky and I really didn't want to chance it because I was quite a new driver at the time and going on the motorway, I was like, God, I'm, I'm crazy enough at the best of times, but in a storm as well. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> so I ended up cancelling on her mm -hmm. and rearranging it to do over the phone like a few months later. And then obviously what happened happened. So I'm so glad that I did. Mm -hmm. That happened so we did the reading in the end that was great uh, she was really lovely left me nice reviews on instagram which was nice um i've read for imogen townley um so for those who like reality tv she's from ib for weekender magaluf weekender those types of shows on our tv too um and she's actually a good friend of mine now oh, um, really? oh. um funnily enough so what happened was years ago and when she first came on the scene I messaged her on Twitter and asked her if I could do her a reading, just send her one over email because I felt really drawn to her. And I used to do this quite often. I felt drawn to someone. So I did um, and she saved it. And then about six, seven years later, um, she posted on her Instagram that she'd got this dog. Um, and I was like, I'm sure in the reading I gave her, I mentioned the same dog. So I went back through the reading and it, no doubt the um, off-white colour Shih Tzu type dog mm -hmm. she'd gone to I don't know where it was now she'd gone to like Brazil or somewhere like this and rescued a dog Whoa. never met her actually it was no no intention she rescued him and brought him home with her and this is the dog that I'd seen her gran bring through in the reading oh bless that so messaged her when I saw this on Instagram and it says I don't know if you remember me I did your reading all these years ago but I'm really happy to see that you got dog in the end and anyway she got back to me she was like oh my God, everything you've said has come true. Looking back, she asked if she could have another reading. So again, it's Liverpool. I don't know why I keep ending up in Liverpool. <laughs> I went down there um, to where she was living and gave her a reading. I was there about three hours. We just chatted and chatted and chatted some more. Um, <laughs> and yeah, now we're really good friends. Like we talk all the time. Um, wow. She's lovely. And there's another one. I'm supposed to be giving a reading to Carrie Katona. Um, really? Oh, yeah, wow. I met her. She, she's a right laugh. <laughs> she's a lovely <laughs> lady. Very deep as well. Very deep. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't come around yet. She wanted me, this was uh, before the restrictions. Oh, okay. Um, and to go where she lives. Um, but it was like a five hour drive away. So we oh, kind wow. of, but yeah, um, but she's on the list. There's quite a few that I'm sort of speaking to at the moment. And we're just going to see what happens with those. But yeah. So this is what you do full time and you've got your coaching business as well. So tell us a little bit more about your coaching business. Yeah. So what I do is um, I run workshops where I help women, um, usually um, women who are mums or soon to be, um, who want that life of freedom, really. You know, the kind of women who 
I mean, they want to be able to reconnect because they feel that they can, like they know they've got the gift, but they don't quite know how to control it. Mm-hmm. So which exactly what I can teach with my methods. Um, and then from there, I mean, gosh, in my, in my group, like the amount of ladies who have gone on to run their own spiritual business now, like within six months. Oh, wow. Uh, very fast. Um, yeah. Because just the way I teach, I think helps them really connect and re- really easily as well. Mm-hmm. Really easily. So it's more that and then obviously the ones that do want to progress that bit further with regards to not just personal use, but maybe helping others doing readings, then I can take them that bit further too. Um, So yeah, that's what I teach. Where do people find you then if they wanted to look a little bit more into you? So on Facebook and Instagram, I'm under Gemma Brooks Psychic Medium. um, And I also have a website and that's just www.gemmabrooks.com. Uh, that's Gemma with a J, Brooks with an E. <laughs> I've got used to saying that. <laughs> so yeah, and I also have a group on Facebook called Spiritual Mother Hustlers. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's just like it's just a free group where um, you know, mums come who they are into spiritual things and want to have those, you know, conversations with like-minded ladies, really. So it's just a nice group, yeah, a nice empowering group where we discuss all kinds of woo-woo stuff. Oh, I love that, woo-woo. I say <laughs> woo-woo, I, I, I put a funny spin on it because I think people understand what woo-woo means, but yeah. it's not in any disrespect to anybody who has a spiritual gift. It's just oh, 100%. a little bit more understanding for the general population. But that's yeah. all right. right, I'm going to go and check that out. I'll make sure that everything is in the show notes for you. But any kind of highlights or insights for, for the people watching or for myself, anything that you can kind of words of wisdom to pass on? Um, I would say if there's anything that I've learned, in especially the last few years, it's to always live in authenticity. So don't be afraid to share your gift. Don't be afraid to just be you. And also don't be afraid to reconnect, even if you're a mum, even if you're busy and you've got bills, do not neglect yourself. Like live in your truth and speak your truth because I think it's way too easy to lose yourself in this world Mm. and follow the footsteps of others when it's so much more exciting if you can just be you. And and when you accept who you are and you are living in authenticity, you're going to attract people who appreciate you for that, you know? So just go with it, like go with it. I could not agree with you anymore. That's amazing advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Gemma. That's all right. I'm going to continue to be amazing and do amazing things in your life. You've been <laughs> such you. fun. So thank you for coming on the show and we'll see you soon. Oh, thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Thank you for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you'd like a free meditation to help you visualise your future self, please visit www.sj-lewis.com forward slash meditation. See you next time.